Hello and welcome to Embassy City Church Podcast. This is a place where all people can experience the love of God through the Word of God. Our prayer is that you will be inspired and transformed. Thank you for joining us today. Hashtag goals. Is that time of the year? (laughs) The end of a year, a unique end of a year. It is the end of a decade. And it's this time of the year where we start uh, recalibrating our goals, start thinking about our New Year's resolutions. And most of us here share a similar kind of New Year's resolution every year, uh, a similar set of goals every year, and they usually center around the five big things. Uh, We all want to eat less in the year to come. Uh, we all want to exercise more. Come on, where my exercise is at? More exercise in the year to come. Uh, we want to value our relationships better. Uh, we want to love the people around us and do community better. Uh, number four, it's usually we want to spend less. And uh, the fifth one usually is we want to save more. Okay? Uh, but you, like me, usually find yourselves two weeks into every year sitting on a couch, all alone with no one around you, eating a bag of potato chips, not exercising, you know what I'm saying? Already in debt, but now spending more money you don't have on Amazon, and your goals are shattered. And here's the good news. At the end of the day, even though these goals can bring more happiness into your life, True joy is not connected to the fulfilling of those goals. True joy here on earth, true joy that will flow into eternity is actually connected to the scripture that we just read. That ultimately, as the created, our ultimate goal should simply be to know our creator more and more. I want to know Jesus Christ. Not just a storybook Jesus Christ. Not just a hand-me-down legends of Jesus Christ. Not other people's first-hand eyewitness accounts of Jesus Christ. Not just what my mama told me or my dad told me. No, no, no. I want to know Jesus for myself. And I want to know his power in my life. And I want to know him in my darkest days. And I want to know him more and more until I rise again like he rose again. I want this knowing of him to continue to grow all the days of my life. Because I instinctively know deep in my spirit that if I take care of my friendship with Jesus Christ, knowing him as he wants to be known, all the other things in life will take care of itself. Every goal regarding business, every goal regarding finance, every goal regarding relationships, every goal regarding um, marriage, every goal regarding personal fitness and health, every other goal that I might have in life will fall into place if I take care of the biggest goal of all, 
for the created, knowing our creator. And here's the good news. The goal that we should have is the same goal that God has for our life. Because that passage says, Jesus took hold of of us for that reason. I want to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Or in other words, he took hold of our life. He came to earth. He lived a perfect life. He died an unjust death. He was laid in a tomb. He saw that stone rolled away so that he could resurrect and rise again for this reason. So that he could invite us into a life marked by knowing him and being known by him. Or in other words, if you would make this the goal of your life more than anything, I want to know Jesus. You're in a great neighborhood indeed because that's exactly where God's heart is. His goal for your life is for you to know Him and every part of His being. And this is what I'm believing for in 2020, in the year ahead, that above and beyond every single financial or health or family goal that we may have, above and beyond everything that we would pursue in 2020, we would pursue the goal of knowing Him better. And I just declare this over your life, that is going to be your story in 2020. And because of that reality, you're going to see so many beautiful things flow into your journey. Oh, what prosperity you will see. Oh, what favor you will see. Oh, what blessing you will see. Oh, what freedom you will see. Oh, what forgiveness you will see. Oh, what restoration you will see. If you take care of the main goal. And here, the writer of this passage, the Apostle Paul, filled by the Holy Spirit, led by his love, would give us an insight into how we can pursue this goal effectively. In fact, he breaks it down. He's saying, you know what? At the end of the day, my entire life is about pursuing this goal of knowing Jesus more and every part of his being. And from that, allowing life to line up in a kingdom way behind this relationship. But to get there, we must all do three things. Say three things. We need to learn how to forget what is behind. We have to learn how to strain towards what is ahead. And we have to learn how to press on. iPhones, iPods, iPads, pull them out, open up that note app, kiss that device, and thank the Lord Jesus for Steve Jobs. And I want you to write in there, forget, strain ahead, press on. Samsung, Blackberry devices, put it away. I've got nothing for you from this point on in the gathering. (laughs) Forget, strain ahead, and press on. You will not attain the goal of knowing Jesus more and more unless you learn how to forget, how to strain ahead, how to press on. Some of us need to learn how to forget. You cannot drive to your destination fixated or locked in on the rear view mirror. But many of you all are trying to do that. And it feels like it's always one step forward and two steps back. Kind of get a little bit of a touch of Jesus, experience Him, a whiff of His freedom, a glance of His grace. 
But for some reason, you find yourself never getting anywhere in your relationship with Him. And the reason is, is because you have yet to learn how to forget what is behind. There are so many people who fervently, who passionately hold on to their past when it was meant to be forgotten and left behind. I meet these people all the time. I met them all the time when I would travel around the world and I would preach the gospel. I met them in the, in, in the church that I served at back in Melbourne, Australia, where I grew up. I meet them here in the U.S. Everywhere they go, they carry around their past. It's like a trash can. And just as this is evident in my hand right now, it's evident in their life. That hurt, that disappointment, that failure, that time they were let down, that heartbreak, that betrayal, that sin that they were forgiven from, that they were set free from. But for some reason, they find such comfort in the known. And they walk around in life and they they carry around this trash can, which is their past. And it hinders them. It holds them back. Ah, it hinders you. It holds you back. And you know what makes it extra frustrating? People bring the trash can to church. (laughs) And they sit there in church. And they worship God with that trash can. There's love and oh, the reckless love of God. Oh, it's reckless. You're sitting there and you're kind of just debating in your head. Is it reckless or not reckless? I don't care. It sounds good. Reckless love of God. You're singing. You're worshiping with your past, your trash can. And then the preacher gets up, does his thing. And you and your head go, I like the preacher here. I like this Chinese guy. Looks a little funny, but I like it. Got a little, like, little, little Miyagi kind of beard. That little, little, little baby, little man bun thing is going on. I like it. And we do this. We kind of sit there going, man, I hear this message about God's love and his grace. The victory that I can have in my life. What is what what is blood achieves in, in freeing me from my past? So this is what happens at the end of so many messages. You do this with your trash can. You go, all right, this is it. I'm going to respond today. This is it. I'm, this is I'm going to bring it to Jesus today. Don't look. Don't judge. Don't don't look at me. I, I'm bringing it to Jesus. And then and then keyboard dude comes back out again. Starts playing those emotive, responsive keys. You know what I'm saying? Make you feel all like kind of. Ooh. And so you do this, you you respond, and you bring your past to Jesus, I'm bringing it, don't look at me, I'm bringing it, and you lay it before Jesus, and you feel the freedom, oh, the freedom, it's like a Jesus shower, heaven cleansing, like, that is so good, wow. His power and His love and His mercy and His grace. How incredible is this? I am free. Free indeed. 
That is so good. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. Thank you so much. That was... And you laugh, but you do it. Will you finally believe that his cross is enough? Will you finally believe that his blood is enough? Would you finally believe that he didn't endure torture through the night, nine-inch nails, and life, literally giving up life itself, just so that you could keep coming back to that place that God wants to free you from time and time again? Come on, would you forget what is behind. I know that he hurts you. I know that you failed. I know that your hands don't seem as clean as they used to be. I know that your story is scarred, that your memory is marred. But because of what Jesus did at Calvary, you can leave it behind. And let me just quickly explain to you why you find it so hard to leave it behind. Some of us don't understand what the word forgetting means. For a lot of people, the word forgetting means a slipping of the mind, an escaping of your memory. Just kind of like me, every single time my wife sends me up to Walmart to go buy some milk. And then I get there and I start seeing like discount stickers. <laughs> Bananas are like 44 cents a pound. So cheap in America, so cheap. Meat on clearance. You know what I'm saying? Spend $42, come home. And Krista goes, where's the? milk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Slipped my mind. This word forgetting is not that word. This word forgetting is different. This word forgetting means a willing neglect to deliberately leave something behind. Or in other words, you leaving your past behind is less about you having, having your memory wiped clean as if that thing never happened and more about you tattooing in the forefront of your mind the cross and remembering what he did, come on, so that you could leave that behind. You will never achieve the goal of knowing Jesus like he wants to be known and knowing yourself like he knows you unless you leave it behind. Second thing, we've got to learn how to strain ahead. Everyone say strain ahead. Not slink ahead, not shuffle ahead, not skip ahead, because men shouldn't skip in general. <laughs> but to strain ahead. That means with passion. That means with vigor. That means with energy. That means with purpose. Hey, my time is running short. I got told I'd be taken out for some free sushi if I stuck to time this morning. And I like me some free sushi. 
But quickly put, I need to let you know that there is something ahead for your life. Come on, can you just receive that? There is something ahead for your life. There is more in store. There's more of His grace. There's more of His favor. There's more of His goodness. There is more of His provision. Come on, there is more of His freedom. Come on, there is more of His purpose for your life. Come on, there is more for your life ahead. So strain towards it with passion, with vigor, with energy. I strain ahead. Can we just receive that? There is more that lays ahead of me than, come on, lays behind me. As followers of Jesus, our dreams of what lays ahead should always outweigh our memories that lay behind. There is more in store. So strain ahead. Strain ahead in the first week of 2020. Hey, I'm here, hungry, and I'm ready. Come on, strain ahead tomorrow morning. Crack open that Bible. It's been closed for way too long. That's a love letter addressed to you from heaven itself. Come on, strain ahead. Come on, maybe start talking to God again in prayer. That's all prayer is, talking to Him and letting Him talk back. Strain ahead. Come on, strain ahead and maybe get off the bench and back into the game and say, hey, how can I volunteer? How can I serve? How can I give and bring my best? Come on, strain ahead. There is more in store. And thirdly and lastly is the keyboard start playing in the background. Press on. Everyone say, press on. Say press on with a little bit of attitude. Press on! If you want to attain the goal of knowing Jesus the way He wants to be known, and ultimately knowing yourself like He knows you, and experiencing every good thing that lines up behind that, you're going to have to learn how to press on. Because it will get discouraging in this journey. I don't know what this next decade holds. I just know that the Bible doesn't just ring true. It is pure truth. And the Bible tells me that there is favor and there is blessing, but there's going to be hardship and there's going to be tests and there's going to be trials. And through that, you need to learn how to press on. Are there any runners here in the room? Anyone who likes to run? Can you just lift your hand? I don't, I don't get it. Weird people. I don't like to run. Every year around summertime, I say to myself, I've got to get my cardio up. You know what I'm saying? Bring that six-pack in for the summertime. You know what I'm saying? Then I go on my first run. I go, that was stupid, and I sit down again. God didn't bless me that way. He gave me this, this little baby, little kind of little, little chunky little legs. Just there's no, there's no running capacity. But like I said, every year I try to go running. And... Um, and and it's, a more, it's amazing. I, I wake up really early in the morning to go running. I wake up early because I don't want to um, see anyone else running around. I, I, I'm terrified of being outrun by a little girl somewhere. And so, like, 
I've learned this from distance runners. I've heard that when it comes to distance running, it's not only just a physical thing, it's a mental thing. In fact, it's more mental than it is physical. And you just got to work through all the stuff that, and I've experienced that. As infrequent as I run, I've experienced it myself. You get up, you start running in the morning. And then you go, ooh, it's cold this morning. <clears throat> you just coughed. You know what that is? It's pneumonia in your lungs. <laughs> you got pneumonia. You're going to drop dead right now. Your family not going to find you for a couple of days. Neighborhood cat's going to eat your face. Got pneumonia. But in your brain, you've got to go, wait a second, that's not pneumonia. That's just a morning cough. You've got to keep on running. You know what I'm saying? You run a little bit more. And then, and then, and then another, another voice pops into your head. Ooh, your knees are sore. All that cartilage throughout the years has worn away. That's bone-on-bone bone action. You grinding away your legs right now. I'm going to drop dead from pneumonia in the bush. Get neighborhood cats eating your face. Five foot one. But to that voice, you have to say, no, 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 no. no. Your knees aren't wearing, come on. You got to say shh to those voices and press on, keep on running. You run a little bit more. And then another voice pops in here. What's that pain in your brain? That's a brain aneurysm. You're running right now and your head has exploded. What a sad picture. Chinese guy lying in a bush dead. Neighborhood cats eating his face. Got pneumonia in his lungs. Five foot one. Blood dribbling out his ear. But to, to that voice, you have to work through it and press on. You know what I'm saying? You're running around a little bit more, and then another voice pops into your head. Why even bother do this? You know what I'm saying? You're going to run, but you're going to come home, and you're not going to burn away that fat. You want that six-pack, but you just got that big Japanese beer keg. But to that voice, you say, no, no, no. I'm going to finish this run and press on. Same thing's going to happen in 2020. You're going to get off to a good start, and the enemy's going to start whispering and say, nothing's changed. You're the same person you were in 2019, the same fallen, failure, fragmented. Fo-. To that voice, you've got to go, no, 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 no. In him, I'm a new creation. Come on. <laughs> I'm present on. You run a little bit more, and then another voice pops into your head. Say, so why even bother doing this? This world is so big, you're so small, the world is so dark, your light is so dim. What kind of difference are you going to make? And to that voice, you've got to say, you know what? Jesus said that I'm going to be a light in this world, and a city on a hill cannot be hidden. And I'm going to let my light shine before the people around me, and they will praise my Father in heaven, because I'm going to keep on pressing on. You know what I'm saying? You're going to run a little bit more, and then another voice is going to pop into your head. Saying, hey, don't worry about other people. Don't trust again. Don't love again. Don't connect again. Just take care of yourself. Live a self-centered, self-focused life. But to that voice, someone's going to say, you know what? No, I was created to connect and thrive within community and see Jesus in a unique way as two or three people gather in his name. Come on, I'm going to be one of those two or three people. To that voice, you've got to go, shh, and you've got to press, oh.
I pray you make some New Year's resolutions. And I hope you have some clear goals for 2020. But above every single goal you may have, amen, may it be to know Jesus. And you will in 2020, better than ever, if you forget what is behind, leave it at the foot of the cross. Come on, strain towards what is ahead. There is more ahead for your life. And press on. Don't give up. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you would like more information on our church, please go to www.embassycity.com. We would love to hear from you. Our prayer is that you have been inspired and transformed. Have a wonderful day and come back again.